It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. BYU basketball, tough loss as they go to Norman, Oklahoma, Tuesday night. 82-66 to is your final. And this was a game in the first half that BYU is hanging tough, folks. We, we all watch this game, and you watch BYU go toe-to-toe with an Oklahoma team that was at home, uh, inside their home gym there at Noble Arena. And the thing about this game is it felt like it was about two minutes to go, looking back on it from my perspective. It's about two minutes to go in the first half. Remember, BYU uh, finished the half on the wrong end of a 5-0 run that allowed Oklahoma to tie up the game at 34 all at halftime. BYU seemingly couldn't buy a bucket in those final two minutes. And looking at how the second half played out, where BYU gave up nearly 50 points in the second half, I think that two-minute mark, roughly, uh, give or take, it's it's not an exact number. Uh, it's just my kind of my recollection of the game. Is I felt like BYU's legs started to give out on them at that point. And in the second half, they'd never found that second wind. They needed to come back and uh, win this game on the road. You know what? Road weariness is a real thing in college sports and in any sport, honestly. And when BYU has spent five days on the road, and the other thing that's added to this is Noah Waterman, among others, has been ill on this trip. So how many other guys potentially were uh, not feeling 100% in this game? That is TBD, but that also added to this. When you play on the road, you're not in your own bed. You're not in your home gym. You're not feeling the same as you would at home with uh, the familiar surroundings that you're used to. And especially with the fact that BYU uh, traveled uh, from West Virginia directly to Oklahoma and just it kind of throws guys off. And I've talked with enough guys over my years in sports media now, uh, year 15, uh, full-time now as a sports uh, media slash radio uh, personality. It's crazy to think it's been that long. But the conversation is that when you go on the road, things just get off. And what it, what that means is guys' legs get tired. And the, you really saw BYU run out of gas in this game. Now, there are other things that fail BYU in this game. Their inability to make uh, really routine layups, or uh, some people call them bunny at the rim really hurt them. BYU ended up shooting just 36% in this game. That is ice cold from the field. BYU only got up 26 uh, attempts from three, and uh, there was, I think it was about four or five minutes to go in the game. It was something like they were only had 17 attempts at that point, and they only made eight of those. So the, the shooting numbers for BYU abysmal. 30.8% from the field uh, from three. As I mentioned, it's actually technically 35.9% from the field overall. It's just not good enough for BYU, and the crazy thing about this is look at some of the other stats that typically in losses for BYU that stand out that make you think, okay, that's that's a big reason why they lost this game. Well, BYU only had eight turnovers in this game, so they held their own with in the turnover margin because they matched uh, Oklahoma with eight turnovers. I've talked often on this podcast that I believe if BYU uh, keeps their turnovers under 10, typically they're going to win basketball games. But this was a game, once again, that I feel like BYU simply ran out of gas. And that's disappointing because this was a, an Oklahoma team that they had their struggles in this game, but they came on strong in the second half, and their ability to find their second win and run BYU in the second half gave them the win. They shot 49% from the field. They didn't shoot much better from three overall, 9 of 26. That's 34.6% for them. They did shoot uh, 29 free throws to 16 for BYU. That's kind of the story uh, for BYU all season long. They're one of the least uh, free throw shooting teams in the country. That's just kind of a byproduct of the way that BYU plays. It's not a a product where they're going to go to the rim constantly and try and draw fouls. It's just not how BYU operates. But the shot selection at times in this game also uh, baffled me 
at different points. Jackson Robinson in his homecoming to Oklahoma ends up a two of eight, a two of seven, excuse me, from the field, one of four from three, uh, eight points overall. So not the night that he was expecting to have in 34 minutes of action. I, I feel like at times for like a guy like Robinson, he has got a preternatural ability to be a, an impactful basketball player, but there are times he is far too passive on the court. And it's not coming off as a criticism directly about him, and it's not going to absolutely kill BYU to have him be passive, but you'd like to see him, especially in a game that's uh, in front of family and friends. I think the broadcast said that he had 36 uh, tickets he handed out to family and friends who had uh, traveled uh, from Ada, Oklahoma, to Norman for this game. He would like to have a better game in this game. Uh, obviously, eight points was not what he was probably expecting in his mind, but his shot selection at time uh, times in this game really just baffled me. Some of those deep threes he was taking when it's early in the shot clock, it doesn't seem like they're in rhythm. Those are the type of shots that you need to get rid of in your shot selection if you're Jackson Robinson. He's not the only one. Noah Waterman ends up with just three points. Uh, Funny enough, those three points are the first three points in a true road game for him uh, in the Big 12. It's crazy to think that he has played this many uh, games for, for BYU, nine of them in all in the Big 12 so far, and just three points to his name. Now, Noah was under the weather in this game. He came up sick uh, on Saturday going into the West Virginia game and gutted it out to play 17 minutes in that one against the Mountaineers. He played 22 minutes in this game, and he very much looked uh, like a guy who was ill. But the thing is, his teammates, None of them really looked like they had the energy, especially in that second half. And as a result, they get boat raced. So tough result for BYU. But we've talked about this on this podcast. I know that DJ and PK have talked about it on the KSL Sports Zone, the show that I produce on a daily basis, that the goal for BYU right now should be go one and one each week. So split your games each week, and that's going to get you a pretty uh, nice record. It would have you sitting at 9-9, nine and nine, maybe at the worst 8-10 and 10 in conference play at, after all is said and done, and that would get you into the big dance. That It's crazy to think that, that a 500 or maybe uh, two games under 500 uh, conference record could get you uh, into the... March Madness and get you maybe a single digit C, but that's how good this conference is. So BYU, yes, they're 0 1 this week. So now you got to bounce back and go 1 uh, 1 by beating Kansas State on Saturday night. Now, Kansas State's riding high. They got a huge win over their arch rival, Kansas, in overtime. Uh, Jerome Tang is a head coach for Kansas State, is now 11 0 in uh, overtime games. So they are like nigh and invincible when it comes to overtime games, but they are coming to Provo. It's a late night, it'll be a 9 o'clock body clock game. For Kansas State, it's an 8 o'clock Mountain Time tip in Provo. And I'm looking forward to seeing how BYU bounces back from this game. That's one of the hallmarks of this BYU basketball squad is they don't really let losses linger. And that that is a positive for this BYU basketball program. Because this was a disappointing loss. Honestly, BYU hung tough in the first half, but it felt like right at the tail end of that first half, the wheels kind of came off. They, they, they were hitting on empty. And the second half was the result of that. It was ended up uh, BYU uh, was 0-5 for their field goal to finish out this game. They went 236. But they had multiple scoring droughts in this game. So it's, it's a tough loss. It's a tough one to stomach, but like I said, I think BYU's got the, the gumption, the wherewithal, the resolve uh, to bounce back on Saturday night, and they need to because you got to go one and one. You can't afford to now sitting at four and five and halfway through the conference season. You don't want to be sitting at four and six and then look at the back uh, eight games of the conference slate and think, okay, we got to pick up, uh, we got to go plus two on the back half to get to 500 on the season. So, uh, interesting uh, game all the same, and We'll see how things ultimately pan out. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, 
including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. But a couple of comments from you guys uh, that I requested on social media. BYU Fortray, our good friend, Playoff Bogey, says Jackson needs to take better shots. Again, it comes with from a good place, but if he didn't, uh, but if he doesn't make them, they are long rebounds and start the fast break the other direction. You're not wrong about that. Long rebounds are killer, uh, especially as as good as Oklahoma was in transition and with just how tired of legs BYU had. Yes, you needed to maybe be a little smarter with your decision making. Now. Making shots at the rim should be easy, but when your legs are not there, it makes it very difficult. LV Kook says there's no room for most everyone to be off on the same night. That's that you're at, you're accurate in saying that they were seemingly all off. We had a couple of people on site that were uh, tweeting that BYU just didn't look the part. You, 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 you're right, Derek Paulson at D underscore forward underscore P says got to make layups to win, especially on the road in this conference. Completely agree. But once again, when the when your legs go, any of you have played any level of basketball, I don't care if it's junior. Jazz, church ball, uh, college, high school, maybe even played pro, whatever it is. When your legs are gone, it's tough uh, to hang with opponents, and especially on the road. So, really tough night. Uh, Nolan Mickelson says this, we need the Egyptian magician, Ali Khalifa. He was not healthy enough to make the trip to Norman, Oklahoma. The hope is that he will be available for Kansas State, but TBD on that. Uh, he does say that Foose was good, but the offense was pretty stagnant. Yes, Fuseni Troyer had his second straight 20-point game. He ended up with 21 in this game. He had 11 in the first half and looked like he was just getting warmed up, and he did as much as he possibly could. Ends up with 21 in this game, but once again, the other guys around him just did not have it tonight, and that's a, that's a tough loss for BYU. Uh, Trevor, at BYU Cougar Corner says missing layups, uh, missing layups lo- loses games, but the free throw disparity is getting ridiculous. Here's the issue once again, Trevor, is the byproduct of the free throw disparity is because BYU does not, uh, like I said, attack the rim, and they probably could be a little more aggressive at trying to draw fouls, but uh, it's just kind of a byproduct of the way that BYU plays. I, that's just my my opinion on the matter. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but yeah, the free throw disparity it just continues uh, to to stand out there, and I get that. The consternation is there, but once again, I think it's more of a byproduct of how BYU plays. They were minus 13 in free throw attempts in this game against Oklahoma. As Trevor points out, the other seven games, they've averaged a minus 12 in the free throw attempts uh, disparity, but uh, it, it's a thing that you gotta, you've got got to be able to battle through that. And when BYU's on, does the free throw disparity really matter? Because when they're making their shots like they have in other games, free throws don't really matter. That, that's the thing about this. BYU got 16, which is uh, above their season average in this game, but once again, I get the frustration. I just don't think it's that big of a deal in my mind. And maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, wild, for, for, uh, wild Turkey Fart Blunt, our good friend Ryan, uh, says, not doing the little things rear their ugly head once again. I agree. You have to you have to make those shots. you got to make shots at the rim in particular. And if you just uh, need to figure that out and find a way, uh, maybe slow down just a touch. It felt like the times that Dallin Hall and Foos uh, in particular got a little too sped up on some of the shots at the rim and missed them as a result. Maybe you just need to take that extra like kind of half second, uh, take a breath, and then I uh, make the make the back bu- bucket. So one of those things to watch out. Uh one other thing, uh, two other comments real quick we'll get to right here. 
include uh, uh, Todd Christofferson says this, we should use a deep rotation in conference. Find a new spark, a hot hand, a deep bench, put wide near the top of the net. Give him a chance. It was just a clunker night. Shots not falling. I don't think it was even the X's and O's really. Uh, BYU has won all different ways. Couldn't buy a basket. I agree with most of that. The biggest uh, uh, thing I would quibble with in that is the deeper rotation in conference play. BYU has played with a deep rotation. The problem is when Ali Khalifa is not available, okay, that hurts you. When Atiki Al-Atiki gets three fouls in the first half, well, he's going to be glued to the bench. When Noah Waterman's not 100%, well, your rotation dries up really quick, and Mark Pope has proven that he's not uh, comfortable with putting guys like Trey Stewart, Townsend Triple, etc. into the games right now. So the rotation uh, got shortened because of injury and health status, uh, and that's unfortunate, but that's kind of the thing that you have to deal with here. So uh, we'll see how they are able to bounce back, and the hope is that uh, good health will be on the way for BYU very, very soon. Uh, let's see, there was one other comment here. Uh, uh, Labter, uh, L-A-B-T-E-R-3, uh, says, Worst game of the year, back-to-back road games are tough. Completely agree with that. And then the final word will go to Taylon Jones, a BYU Cougar, Taylon Jay. We just need to hear your voice after this one, Jake. Uh, so, well, you're hearing my voice right now. So, tough loss for BYU, but uh, they will once again have to bounce back uh, as they will now face Kansas State Saturday night. We'll have more on that game coming up later this week. And take a little bit more of a close look at Jerome Tang. Obviously, he made headlines in the offseason with some what people perceive to be critical comments of Mark Pope over the Quez Glover situation. Well, I think BYU in a way dodged a bolt without Quez Glover on that roster because he has been out all year long with multiple knee injuries. You never want to wish ill will on a young man uh, dealing with injury, but uh, we'll talk more about that game, what to expect from Kansas State, and get you ready for that one coming up right here on Locked on Cougars. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.